Gamescom, the biggest video game convention in the entire world, is currently underway in Cologne, Germany. So we we thought we'd talk about some of the most breaking news and also Apex Legends controversy. So come join us for this video gamey, very uh, confusingly coffee branded, not sponsored by any of these bowl of dude soup. You're all very distracting. Is that how I sound? That just makes you a performer. A uh, true performer. Thank you. I to, think. to act uh, act amid distractions. There's a camera in your face, and there's a director screaming at you, and somebody's spritzing you with water. There's a timer up there, which seems passive aggressive. Oh, yeah, we're we're professional now. We got yeah. a timer. Omar moving. speeds it up if we're well, it's, hanging on. That's too the long. time. <laughs> time is moving. Ah, it's not moving. Two oh eight post meridian. <laughs> Heard of it? <laughs> uh, this episode of the podcast is sponsored by Stitch Fix, Hymns, and Bespoke Post. We will hear more from them in a bit. But first, I wanted to jump into a story about the Apex Legends controversy, which I know was covered on Inside Gaming. Speaking of, we have a special guest. We do. Sorry, I didn't mean that. I should introduce, introduce everyone. I was going <laughs> to forget. I forget every Hi, time. So. I'm Alana. Yeah. This is Connor. This is your first time I'm being Connor. on. This is my first time on the pod. Yeah, yeah. welcome. Uh, what do you do at Inside Gaming? <laughs> should we have to right? or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Long time listener, first time appearance. Mm, I'm very uh, proud to have you. Yes. What, are you, what do you do at Inside Gaming? What is your job role? I am a producer at Inside Gaming. Is that right? Right. I'm gonna let why you, know yeah. why are you confirming with the eyeballs if that's okay or not? Because <laughs> I don't actually think about what my title is. Oh, you'll find out tomorrow. If I you're just right like or to not. make myself as valuable. Your title as is now an employee. <laughs> you're one of the last remaining like people of the uh, the machinima. Yeah. Like, uh, mm-hmm. well, I guess we got scorch earth policy. I, I came guess. from a uh, late stage machinima. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, boy. Which was uh, end game machinima was yes. Do you have PTSD? Uh, yeah, but I mean that's. That and machinima has been like a whole thing to deal with. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I got to see it at the end. They handed out dog tags. They played Changes by David Bowie. And then they laid a bunch of people off. <laughs> Wait, they actually handed out dog tags? Yeah, it says, I can show you. It says, together we achieved greatness. There's, there's so, for years they were, I, I don't want this always to be the, the weekly, let's remember the bad times, but <laughs> there were so many tone deaf things. Like their party planning committee was called the fun police. Yeah, they had to stop doing that. Actually, but the, Did somebody take offense at their tongue but, in cheek? But the fun, the fun police are people who stop the fun. Right, yeah, they, they don't understand fun. what that means Get it, at it's all. Fun. It's fun. It's funny. It's ironic. Is it? Get I it? don't think they knew that. It's satire. Yes, thank you. It's fourth <laughs> level humor. <laughs> man, oh man. Anyway, also joined by Adam and Lawrence. Hello. Yo, we were at Machinima too. You were. Yes, I was not. But uh, I had a choice to leave. Do you have dog tags? Hell no. Didn't think so. They, they, they really got they out They slapped us with a lawsuit. <laughs> mm. Speaking <laughs> of dog, dog tag, tags, I got. There were some whack-ass dog tags in Death Stranding. I don't know if that's where you were going with this, but. No, we were, gonna, we were talking about Apex oh. first. There are no dog tags in Apex. There like might this. be. I don't think there are. But if they did exist, they you might have to pay like $150 for them. That's the controversy. Bullshit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, well, apparently one particular axe in Apex Legends was going to be $150 of microtransactions. So, and that's that, uh, yeah, where this all spawned from. That gets, that gets tossed around a lot because it's, it's an awfully powerful thing. $170 for one axe. It was like you had to buy your way through tiers of stuff to be able to unlock it. Right. So it wasn't just one axe for $170. It was a whole dumb metagame, mm-hmm. which if you didn't grind it all and only paid money, yes, it was $170 to get that skin. But that's not the way the system was intended. They also didn't communicate it super well. So it's it's crazy how like free-to-play games and microtransaction-based games always get this one headline that's like, everything in the new GTA update would cost $3,400. Hmm. But that's like absolute worst case scenario that I don't think any of the developers expect players to actually of course. do. Yeah. But, anyway, but that's sorry. where the controversy came from, I yes. suppose. So, mm. uh, this is from ExtremeTech.com. 
that basically surmises what happened. That's the coolest which website. Is, is that like a transformer Something outside? Something is running into the building. Bumblebee? Uh, Sandwich Wiki, come with me. <laughs> I guess there's a living truck. <laughs> Only uh, you can help. <laughs> Over we the weekend. We need to go grief Apex Gas. <laughs> Soft fleshy boy, just what we need in our fight yeah. between gargantuan <laughs> machines. You put it in my chest. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, over the weekend, Apex Legends developer Drew McCoy took to Reddit to apologize for the various ways in which a recent in-game event, which is called the Iron Crown event, had missed the mark, which is basically him saying, we made the community mad by virtue of the microtransactions that exist in this event, and we are sorry. Um, he he. They owned it pretty well initially. He said the structure of the event broke previous promises that Respawn, the game's developer, had made regarding how loot would be distributed. Specifically, the company had promised that Apex packs, which are basically loot crates, uh, would not be the only way to get loot. Apparently, Iron Crown event skins were initially distributed solely through these loot crates, which meant that their initial statement was wrong, basically. So people were angry. Um, and he started off, you know, just, just posting something to apologize for that, and then the whole thing pretty quickly devolved into commenters yelling at Respawn because they were very unhappy about this, and then Respawn yelling back at the commenters, so it turned into the internet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, McCoy made a comment after seeing a bunch of personal attacks, which uh, the, the quote is, we said it before, but we will not engage with temper tantrums and personal attacks or vitrolic threads are completely unacceptable. We took a look in the mirror this week and decided we hadn't met up obligations and are making changes because we believe in our approach. I've been in the industry long enough to remember when players weren't complete, complete hats to developers, and it was pretty neat. I forced a bunch of long, forged a bunch of long-lasting relationships from back then. It would be awesome to get back there and not engaging with toxic people or asking how high one of mod streams jump is hopefully a start. So uh, people are very much taking him calling gamers hats very seriously there. Mm. Um, and when I first read about it, it sounded to me like he was saying it to an individual Whereas he was saying it more broadly, which I don't know if it is better or worse. So if someone calls a broad group an asshat, but then you feel personally attacked, what does that say about you? You're an asshat. Oh. They're wrong. Oh, I don't oh. know. I'm just going to find out. The subtext of that is that you should probably not base your cultural identity on the consumption of a form of media. So if, if mm. you proudly self-identify as a gamer, thus any insults towards gamers you feel like apply solely to you, maybe you need to like build out some dimensions of your character. That said, I am the world's number one gamer, so I can speak on behalf of So you, you're an asshat. Yes. Okay, yeah. good. Uh, Proudly. When I feel like it, mm-hmm. and it's always ironic, unless it's not. Okay. And I will okay. let you know well after the fact which one it is. Thank you. On my deathbed. Lord Gamer. <laughs> um, so Redditor Davis 2 was one of the people who responded uh, to the, the asshat comment and said... Well, I guess you can also remember when developers weren't money-grabbing fucks that scam their players, too. Anything from you in the future can die as quickly as it is released. It's I am a great a, game. And fuck anyone that's saying this is better. Game's like, take that dick out your mouth and have some respect for yourself. Yeah. Yes, I've gone over the top when I can blame the whiskey all I like, but I've gone from thinking, oh, shit, these devs care, to, yep, it's just as bad as EA's reputation. You had no choice but to answer risky comments, so get the fuck off your high horse. And then McCoy responded to this by saying he'd found the dick he was talking about earlier. In reference to another thread about people being dicks to developers. So he was like, found the dick. So basically he called a guy a dick. The guy was a dick. <laughs> he also yeah. said, get the dick out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so he, so Whilst he's, being a dick. So uh, he's sucking him. There it is. Hey. That's the sound. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Booyah. The only thing hey. gamers love more than whiskey is letting you know that they drink whiskey. 
specifically oh, yeah. because it's cool. Right, and it's that's very manly alcohol. Yeah. I don't drink White Claw. I drink whiskey. Yeah. Seltzer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> whiskey I mean, highball is basically a White fucking Claw. Fucking love we, whiskey highball. We talked about this on, on IG, though. It's but like, White Claw. Even if that guy, that, that whoever, however you see no, it, white, you're Australian. if he were <laughs> being a dick or not or whatever, you as the game developer or PR person or anything, you are not allowed to... Call a spade a spade. Yep. Here's the thing. You're the one doing a job in this communication. Yep. They are just a a random person who mm-hmm. is not representing a company. I think the fact that they did that is totally unacceptable, but I also think people were treating them like shit. So, yes, like, sure. I feel like there's bad on both sides. Lawrence, you've said it repeatedly um, when I was reading that quote, which is, the game is free. And I'm in two minds about that. It is insane how mad people are about things they have to purchase in a free video game. But then some of these things are also very expensive. It's mm-hmm. like it's a very like conflicting issue in that I don't I, I'm against microtransactions. I will never pay money to buy anything. And I love Apex and will always enjoy Apex despite the fact that I am never spending any money on it. Fine I, with that. Yeah. I think the subtext is, and a lot of people got very close, and, and in some cases actually did elocute it properly, is that uh developers, especially free-to-play games, and I feel like to a lesser degree even YouTube and Twitch, want you to feel like they're your friend when it benefits them. Yeah. But then there are those moments when it becomes obvious that it is a business. And I think a lot of consumers don't know how to justify those two things at the same time. Yeah. Like, either we're best friends or you want me to pay money. It can't Mm -hmm. be both. So when they're playing the game feeling like they're the best buds of the developers and then the developers come out with a DLC pack, they're like, whoa, I thought we had an understanding. I thought we were Mm -hmm. chill. And now you're asking me to pay $170, so it's like that betrayal feeling. Yeah. It's almost like, I don't know, like somebody like somebody helps you move and then they ask you for 20 bucks. Mm. It's like that really changes the tone of what just happened. I think mm-hmm. that's escalated by the fact that this is Respawn and EA because gamers are like, well, it's EA and I hate EA, but I like Respawn. Mm-hmm. I like what Respawn do. We like the people at Respawn. We like Ben Sampella and the whole team there. Yeah. And then they're like, wait, but maybe you are just EA. Sure. And like, but I guess it, it they takes, can't. It takes one bad move yeah. for everyone to go, oh, you're, yeah, they're, everyone's sort of just waiting for you to fail. I mean, Bethesda, yeah, it was Fallout 76, and they, everyone yeah. just turned. Everyone's like so terrified of having their heart broken because, and I, I empathize with this. This is gamer talk happening. There was a long time when like video <laughs> games were the most emotional resonance that I had in the world. And specifically playing them, I felt a connection to the people who made them. And especially with older games that had like a bunch of quirky messages and Easter eggs, I felt like they were almost my pen pals. Like we had a weird relationship based on that. And they made the things that I really loved. So I felt like we had a connection there. So I can see how if you've had your heart broken by too many like over, overly corporatized game makers that you're paranoid it's going to happen again. Yeah. And then in a situation like this, you feel a close connection to Respawn, but you're like, oh, EA's there. They might corrupt them. And then you get hit with this DLC. I'm like, oh, it's happening. No, my poor heart again. I thought we yeah. had a thing. And I think a part of that is that like it being a free-to-play game that people have sunk a lot of time into, they feel like they're like helping out little guy respawn. Maybe you can make Titanfall and it'll be a cool single-player campaign. <laughs> we'll help you out. And then this happens and they're like, you just did what EA told you to. And our loyalties mean nothing. So I'm like very much understanding of every facet of this. Yeah. Except that I do... When you get a volume of comments on the internet, when you get a lot of the same thing, it's infuriating. So, like, if you are a Respawn dev and you're reading the same thing over and over and over and over again, I feel like that's probably the point that broke them rather than just one offhanded mean comment. Mm -hmm. But when you're applying to one guy, to that one guy and to everyone else, it looks like you just called that one guy out. It looks like you, as a dev, attacked a fan when... Really, and this is just me trying to offer a perspective that we have that is sort of unique in working on the internet. He's actually probably replying to everyone as a whole 
as a result of frustration of however many hours of reading this thread rather than yeah. trying to attack one it, individual. It's like when a dad or an uncle hits you. There's uh -huh. a lot of yep. stuff. There's He's not hitting you. He's hitting his dad. That's right. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess. And then you get to hit your dad later. I'm just trying to put it in the context of everyone. Yeah. Yeah, your dad or uncle, not just any dad or uncle. I got choked by my uncle. That okay. was a different story. I got choked by your uncle too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you paid for it. Yes. <laughs> On the black market. Um, I think this is interesting because it's like, yes, a lot of gamers do like feel this connections to devs, but they also feel a connection to a faceless developer like the company. And I feel like a lot of the people in the Reddit comments didn't realize that these were all going towards one person. And it's interesting to see it flipped around that one developer is trying to address a whole community of people, or I guess like bad actors in the comments. And it seems like it's focused down on one person. Like it's always conflating like a group of people with one person. And that misrepresentation is so clear in this situation. I mean, situation. That's, that's also true. So uh, one thing that I think came out after Inside Gaming was recorded yesterday was that Vince Ampella released a statement mm -hmm. on Twitter. He said, on Friday, we gave Apex fans an update on how we were changing the Iron Crown event. Some of the team then joined a discussion with our community on Reddit, and things got to a pretty bad place. Some of our folks crossed the line with their comments, and that's not how we want Respawn to be represented. I apologize to any of our fans that were offended. I will always stand behind the team here at Respawn and support them on speaking out against some of the top toxic and nasty comments being directed at them, including everything from death threats to comments aimed at their family and loved ones. But we shouldn't contribute to it when we do comment and add to the very thing we want to prevent. We need to lead by example. Last week, we didn't do that, and going forward, we will be better. Having an open, healthy relationship with our community is incredibly important to all of us at Respawn, which in my mind is like, damn dog nailed it. Because yeah. I, I agree that you should stick by your staff when people are treating them like shit. But what they did is hyper unprofessional and also kind of not understanding of the players who, in my mind, I was like, the game's free. Why do you care? But that's my perspective as a human who doesn't buy microtransactions and wasn't going to do it anyway. I understand why other people who've invested a ton of time into this game and want to buy these things and want to constantly be a part of that ever-changing landscape feel like they've been pushed out. So I feel like Vince's statement is great. Mm -hmm. And he, um, he's probably coming from a... He's actually coming from the most unique place where he is obviously in charge of the studio. So if Titanfall isn't making money, that's Papa EA knocking and going, hey, what's going on? Why aren't you as good as FIFA? And then also he's in charge of a Star Wars game that's being made. Yeah. So he's got this really unique perspective where he's like probably like, Probably like, hey, Titanfall guys, you guys do your thing. Or sorry, not Titanfall. Wow. Apex guys, do your thing. I hope there's a Titanfall guy I mean, they, somewhere in there. Didn't they basically confirm they're making another Titanfall? They, I think, EA said something about that. Well, there was like some articles about they were like considering it, and I think it kind of got backburned a little bit with the Apex maintenance. and Yeah. On that. Also, I don't know if you guys remember. I, I got a phone call telling me that there was going to be a Titanfall Battle Royale. And I remember I told some of you in the office, I was like, I got this phone call saying a Titanfall Battle Royale is dropping Monday. They're not announcing it, they're just dropping oh, it. Yeah, I remember mm -hmm. that. And that's what I was told, it's Titanfall Battle Royale. And then it was like Apex Legends, which is obviously not There Titanfall. were some leaks too. Like I remember universe. that, like some YouTube videos of like, Titanfall is getting a Battle Royale mode and all this stuff. And I was like, interesting. So words getting out yeah. here and there. Yeah, the map I if that was their guerrilla marketing ahead. or something. Maybe. Mm, oh yeah, the map thing. The map was yeah. like a leak. Because I remember reading that a developer was like, they like waited with bated breath when that came out and everyone was like, that's bullshit. And then they were like, <laughs> <laughs> and it was the yeah, exact map. Uh, yes, bullshit. it was. <laughs> that was the crazy thing. Yes, but, the shit of a bull. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I still hope they're doing Titanfall. Regardless, it's like, this is a guy who's managing lots of things and then he probably has this perspective. Of, I'm, I'm actually glad he said I'm standing by my people yeah, rather than throwing cool. them under the yeah, bus. Yeah, I mean, they stood by each other as part of it too. So yeah. uh, just to get another quote out real quick, community manager Jay Frechette. Yeah. 
uh, came to McCoy's defense and said, so it's fine for you to call us liars full of shit and other personal attacks when we communicate an apology and update to the event, but we're immature when we call people out on it. Got it. And That was his reply to Vince Impella? Yeah. No, I'm no. just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. no, I, I, that was uh, before the Zampella statement. I think, yes, right? yes, correct. That was yeah, yeah. that was during the Reddit feud uh, earlier. But I think like there's this video that is probably my favorite YouTube video uh, that's called This is Phil Fish that is literally about the way that people – I mean it's about Phil Fish sort of. But it's about the way that, that people as individuals – uh, expect things of of people who've become brands, and it's I just highly recommend watching it. It's fascinating because that's the perspective he's coming from. He's wrong. You're like you're right. As a representative of Respawn, you're not allowed to call people out on it in this way. You can't be this aggressive. You shouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. But it's a very conflicting thing to deal with when you're in that position that most people wouldn't have. So the aggravating thing is there are people who take advantage of that. They know that you're not allowed to talk back, mm-hmm. so they will use you as an emotional punching bag. Yeah, which. I guess that's just the job um, that happens to us sometimes, um, especially with inside gaming. If we were, we have the audacity to report on games in a way that contradicts any popular narrative. <laughs> oh my gosh, the personal insults get pretty intense. Um, yeah, I had uh, a couple of dudes uh, try to use my doxed information to get back at me because of the inside gaming reporting on Borderlands. And but I you weren't like, even part of that. Nice work. <laughs> you weren't even remotely part of that. I was part of one of those videos. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, but okay. they were just like, well, wouldn't it be a shame if we leaked Alana's information? And I was like, thank God it's all changed. Yes, it would be you a shame. You can't do that, but like, yeah, that is that already That would actually happening. be abjectly, uh, abjectly mm. terrible. Quite a shame. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, the, thing that, the thing that has occurred to me is there are people who are, are shockingly good about acting in bad faith, about just like legit being bullies. They, they, will, they will push you and they will hit you and they will say what they need to say to get a reaction. And then they take that reaction, strip all the context away, and then show everyone else why you're such a hideous person. Because they want to cancel you. That's that's cancel culture yeah. in a nutshell. Is people are desperate to do it. I guess it's the it's a the you you talked about it, the power dynamic of it. I think there's and I wish people could come to this realization that if you just live life as a consumer, um, and and I hate to get so like college grade philosophical about it, but if, if all you do is consume, <laughs> you don't make anything, then you don't feel like you have any authorship over the world, which I get. But then the way some people choose to, to regain that power is by leveraging complaint over the things that are made. So it's like, well, I'm too lazy and dumb as fuck, so I can't make anything of value to this world, but I will complain about this thing until it's tuned the way I want it. Mm-hmm. And then I feel some authorship over that and some power over my world. We did Boy, it, I wish right? people, sorry? Like, we did it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we did it, right? Dude's high five because yeah. we got this game canceled. As or, someone who's which... reviewed a game or two, I feel personally insulted. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I no, like, I, I gave most games like a ten out of ten because I'm spineless. <laughs> <laughs> also, all games are great in some way. I, I'm just always happy that all these ones and zeros are lining up in a way that it's That's pleasing. That it, it has come together. <laughs> this number seems bigger than the other yeah. ones. It makes like, me warm. Yeah. Bar filled up, and then the sparkly happened. All the, all the matrix numbers came together to create a railroad system that Booker could ride on. <laughs> hey, matrix! Game, a new matrix got announced. Also. Um, Hell yeah, But yes, obviously... Practicing my kung fu all morning. <laughs> the things that I'm saying and the things that Lawrence is saying like are like day. us trying to look at this socially, not us defending what they did. Um, the most upvoted post on the subreddit claimed that Respawn had alienated the player base, which I feel is true. Is this the, the copy pasta? Yeah, so this one gets a little silly. He said, uh, you committed the ultimate cardinal sin. You got personal. You, as a team of professionals trying to make money, got personal. You, had pers- you got personal and decided to insult your player base, calling us hats and freeloaders, not a wise move. But they did actually call them freeloaders in a positive way. They are yeah. like, most of our community is freeloaders, which we love. I'm right. a freeloader when it comes to Apex. Well, they were trying to, and this is the tough part, is that there are people in the audience who feel qualified to question their business decision making. 
having access to none of the information. So sure. there are people in the audience who say, this is too much for a skin. And then people on the Apex side are like, I saw the graph, dude. It's it's not. And that's actually the sweet point. Like, we see all the numbers. Why are you? So yeah. I think it's in reference to that. Or like, they were, they were trying to educate the audience to say like, look, most people don't pay money. And that's fine. That's why we made it that way on purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that means if you're not paying any money, you have to be a little tolerant when we ask some other people to pay money. Right. So sorry. Sorry for the whole derail. But No, of course. I think that, that that's... Uh, important and this whole thing is just like I said a lot of unfortunate people being angry about something that I understand virtually well, every side there's of. There's something really important too in that guy's statement person, assume it's a guy um, <laughs> they said respawn you alienated us when really it was two guys. Yeah. Right. That's the danger of Late this whole thing. Friday. Respawn is made up of what? Uh, two, 150 to 3 million somewhere developers and these two guys, now you're saying you all of respawn so there's Think about all the people who are hard at work at their computer going, oh, wow, an AMA. I'm so, oh, no. And it's like, (laughs) and there's probably someone who works at Respawn, most likely, just saying statistically, who's like, yeah, I think these prices are kind of crazy, but I just make skins. That's my job. That's my job. I just do the thing and, you know, I I make an okay salary and I hope one day my wife and I can have a baby (laughs) that has health benefits. You know, it's like, so it's, it's tough when two people can ruin the image of an entire company when it's, they, they don't represent all of Respawn, but in that moment they did. It and that's the, that's yeah. the scary tightrope you're it's walking. Thing you have to be aware of, and it's like, that's a lesson that I learned when uh, I tweeted saying that I had been 100% told that The Last of Us Part Two was coming out this year. Mm-hmm. And then there were articles all over the place that was XIGN employee says, Oh. And I was like, that was just a tweet on my personal Twitter <laughs> that I didn't, I didn't back up in any way, and yep. then it makes headlines. And I was like, I can't. So even... you gotta, you gotta put that thing in your Twitter bio that says my opinions do not reflect that. You know of my what employer. difference that makes? Zero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interrupt a good headline, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, no. There is tons more to say on this. Obviously, check out the Inside Gaming video. But for now, we do need to read an ad. How would you describe your style? I personally dress in tights, t-shirts, and sneakers to work every single day because if I am literally wearing slightly more stylish gym clothes, I have absolutely no excuse not to work out. There you have it. That's why I dress the way that I do. Uh, But I still don't work out anyway sometimes. But lucky for me and for you, uh, however you dress, Stitch Fix has personal stylists that can help you look your best. It's less about one size fits all and more about this fits your style personally. Basically, Stitch Fix is an online personal styling service that delivers your favorite clothing brands right to your door. So if you want to get started with Stitch Fix and have them deliver you an awesome line of clothes that suit you, go to stitchfix.com slash dudesoup. There is no commitment required and you only pay for what you keep. Shipping, exchanges, and returns are always free, which is awesome. Plus, the $20 styling fee is automatically applied towards anything you keep from your box. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash dudesoup and get an extra 25% off when you keep everything in your box. That's stitchfix.com slash dude soup. No, Adam, I, I agree 100%, I think. And I've seen this dyna- dynamic happen a lot where there's escalation of a few, but everyone sees it as two groups that have to like follow the tone of each. So if if one person from the gamer side mm-hmm. says one thing that's more powerful and then the respawn dev is like, whoa, that's not okay, you can't say that. Then suddenly... All of Respawn is here and all gamers are here. And then one other dude in the Reddit punches it up here. And it's like each person thinks that the only, the loudest one talking represents the entire group, which is, is never the case. Yeah. But everyone loves a good us versus them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's just so prolific in all internet discourse now. It's also, if there's anything that I know about the games industry, it's that every company is on fire. Okay, so every company. Because <laughs> they're just lit. 
No. <laughs> like, all of them 100%. have a million someone fires that someone emoji. is trying ah. to figure out. None of them are particularly organized. They're all like, oh, my God. Mm. And they have all these departments that don't know what they're doing. But a lot of, like, gamers or the community is like, no, clearly the, this went through PR. They wouldn't have done this without talking it through. And, like, EA must have known about it. And it, do, it doesn't happen that way. Everything's in shambles. No one functions the way that you think. Even when things go right, I, there's always an email saying, what the fuck is this? Yeah. You're like, but... But we did it right now. It doesn't matter. Right? Like, this happens at every company. Yeah, yeah things are a lot harder than If you something think. has gone right, it has probably accidentally skipped the step in the approval process. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, it pissed it, somebody it, off. There's one less cook in the kitchen. Yeah, right? which is a miracle every time. Yeah. No, yeah, uh, you you tend to think, or at least I did, going back to my, my hard gamer days, that, like, games are immaculately, immaculately conceived by, like, the Blue Angels. So, like, come to work every morning, park exactly where they're supposed to, walk in, ba- bash out exactly the code they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. And then once the game is done, it, like, radiates with light and they, like, ha- have a pair of tongs and carry it to, like, right. this disc yeah. sleeve that they it put It literally in. goes gold. They, they pour a molten <laughs> they, gold into a, into yeah. a mold that they've made yeah. that is just the shape of a Blu-ray I, disc. I feel like the <laughs> best way I could visualize the way I thought video games were made were people with like tubes on their heads <laughs> feeding into a computer and they're just dreaming like things. Like Minority Report? Yeah, and then so when someone go, I hope the game has this, like, you got it. No. And they just, they think harder and then it processes and that's why when you'd read like... It's like the 2049 Dream Architect with their little like dream dream key fab yeah. necklace thing. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. But yeah. like you, you, you read magazines where they'd say like, how far is Gran Turismo 3 in development? Like, yeah. it's about 80% done. That number means nothing. <laughs> because there's a game beginning to end, but it's broken and the cars are upside down, right. mm-hmm. but it's 80%. We're 80% yeah. towards the launch date. Right, because, <laughs> because these annoying game journalists, reviewer types who were doing magazines would call Sony and be like, what's your number? And they're like, I They look at the 80. bar on the wall. <laughs> well, I think they would just look at the month and go, it's six months away, so... 50% yeah. I think dons. older games probably had a more defined scope. So, if, like, if you set out and, like, this game will have endurance races, it'll have 20 cars that we have the licenses for, I think older games, maybe it was a little easier to actually put a number to it, mm-hmm. even though that was still bullshit. Like, anything mm-hmm. could fly off the rails at I any know, moment. EA had a system, I know this was the case for at least Battlefield 4, but I believe it was for more of their games, uh, where they would have each level that's in the game, and then, like, they literally have a board in their office, and it would be, like, this level is currently marked under red because it is completely unfucking playable. This one's green. It works. This one's yellow. It doesn't really work at all. And I know before <laughs> Battlefield, or I was told before Battlefield 4 came out, uh, maybe like four months before release of that game, it was entirely yellow with some red, no green. Wow. <laughs> it was just like, that's how crunch happens is that they were like, the yeah. whole thing's broken, but all the levels exist. I, I always assumed any game that's like a hallway shooter behind the walls are the ghosts and the like <laughs> just push them out yeah, the, <laughs> yeah. like yeah it's just it's all the assets. it's all the spirits of like broken code that are like trying to get out yeah and like it we, nope we created this hallway and it's like the witcher level where they just buried all the bugs underneath a tree somewhere yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so good there's so many so many anecdotes of old game dev where they're like well we just found out that if we put this bookshelf right against the wall the entire game crashed so we <laughs> scooted it one pixel away and everything was fine yep and that's how it shipped games are hard to make yeah uh, so there was one more quote from this whole thing that I wanted to read, which is from a uh, Reddit user called RaimCV, which we are assuming is Raim Vincent, uh, who's an engineer from the studio, who said, I get that you don't know anyone from the studio personally, that we might as well be evil robots or trained murder pigeons or whatever for all you know. But if your takeaway from the last six months of Apex is these diabolical lying money geniuses know exactly what they're doing to surgically extract our soul for cash, then oh buddy. 
Personal opinion here from a grunt in the trenches. The last project this team put out was a $60 box product that I love. I assume we were stuck doing that until the heat death of the universe, but lo and behold, Apex. I'm super proud of the leadership and business teams for getting us from the $60 at the door or GTFO nerds sales model to $0 to play, no pay to win, cosmetics and battle pass keep the lights on. Obviously, we don't have it all to a science yet, but I got to work on gameplay stuff today that everyone will play for free in X weeks slash months, and that's cool. So I feel like that's just a wholesome way to wrap the whole thing up. Mm. Um, Still understand people's anger at getting personal from both sides sucked to see. Yeah. I, I, my only gripe with Apex is they lock characters out you have to pay for. Yeah. That's, I kind of wish it was more the Overwatch model. Can't you earn all of them? It, you can. It's kind of a grind. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I grinded for a character. It's fine. Um, but overall. It does take a while. Most characters play the same, more or less. The gunplay is the same. And so as far as free-to-play games go, I, it's one, it's on my preferable list. Uh, it's not bad. And I like the idea that no matter what I buy, doesn't mean I'm going to be better than somebody else. Yeah, they didn't make so. it free, free to, uh, sorry, yeah. pay to win, which I think is is awesome. Yeah, I mean, unless pay to win. I mean, at some point, if there's so many characters and you're a new player, and you're like, oh well, you got to get the new character. That, <laughs> yeah, I, that was always the league problem that, that I had. Yeah, so there would be eighteen, I think eighteen thousand characters, mm-hmm. and they each have their own move sets and unique like status effects and things like that. So when Apex starts adding stealth and like poison and vision impairment, and mm-hmm. that's when it starts to get a little rough. Because if yeah, if you're a new player and you yeah, don't know any of these characters, gosh, yeah. you just get swamped. For the most part, though, those games are decided by gunplay. Yeah, so yeah, you're right. I prefer that. Yeah. Mm. Oh. How long until there's like an off-the-shelf version you can buy that comes with the skins and all the characters unlocked, and it That's doesn't a have question. a disc in it? I'm, I kind of wish they would have done like a founders pack, something like that, mm. where it's like pay sixty dollars now. I I think I gave the game sixty dollars because I, I put enough yeah. hours into it, like twenty hours, and I was like, "That's about what I would have paid into a game." So I was like, "Take my money. You deserve it." It's a fine. phenomenal thing that Apex is a free-to-play game. Even the free-to-play section of it is still. By itself, better than $60 multiplayer shooters that came out 10 years ago. Yeah. That's awesome. Not That's like kind of old man yells at cloud. You can't <laughs> tell somebody who's mad right now that they have it way better than anyone else did. Mm. But it's nice having that perspective, I think. It's also nice having... I, I get this is the this is the model you have to go down, but it... I mean, you remember playing like Unreal 2004, and it was relevant until Unreal 2005 came out. Yeah. And then your favorite... You know, shooter wouldn't it wouldn't be supported anymore. Expansion so. packs that only three people had. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah, I think it's cool that like CS:GO is still being supported, like yeah. those types of games, and they're being supported by mechanics that I'm not exactly fond of. But if that means if it's an optional thing that I don't have to touch, and it means that I can go back to a game years later and then go, oh, they've still been updating it. I think that's kind of cool. That's, that's what cool. I was thinking. Yeah. Is like people are mad about 170 dollars axe, but there are knife skins that sell for five thousand dollars <laughs> so I I guess it's just like how you educate the audience and get them to being okay with that kind granted it's not an official sale like there I think there's something different if it's a first party sale and they're actually asking for that money instead of a skeezy third-party website but that's the valuation of that marketplace yeah. the people that play that game seem cool with it despite you know you talking about gambling to kids and stuff like that Ugh. Yeah. What? Game with the kids? Gambling. Huh? Oh, I think oh, getting oh, to that yeah. point just takes a really long time. I think so. And I, I feel like they aren't at that point yet. They It Makes was basically like happening. very little to $150 axe. Yeah. What the fuck? So it's just the ramp is what has been really off-putting. It makes me wonder what's going to happen when Destiny goes free to play. 
Because like there's like the raid jacket you can get. You can buy for like $77,000. I'm sorry, what? Can, <laughs> yeah, it's listed on their website under an, a ludicrous price. Or you beat the raid and yeah. you get to buy it for like You get 80. a discount code that knocks <laughs> yeah. it down to a normal price. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Everything in that, that store Jacob owns. That's yeah. pay to win. <laughs> <in> life, <laughs> baby. If I had 77 uh, grand, I could walk around looking like a pro gamer and not actually have to earn it. Hell yeah. Just going to say it. Destiny's a cult. Yeah, you're a little bit. Yeah, if, if pretty they, much every MMO is if, a cult. If they were going to start a like camp destiny, where they're like, you come move into a compound with us. Oh, I want to do that. See, <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> we have to recruit a friend. I've been thinking about the Black Mirror episode where the dude just like biking to buy like accessories for his little avatar all day. That's mm-hmm. basically yeah. where we're going. He fucks a pig. I haven't seen a lot of that's that's yeah. thinking the first different season. episodes, uh, but same season. Yeah, it. it's more yeah. like how do you turn people playing Destiny into a GDP, which I guess is machine learning. Uh, hmm. Once you hook an AI to that to really analyze how humans work in a virtual environment, then that becomes a product that you can subsidize. Anyway, I don't is, like it. It's where it's going. I think scary. Got to solve captchas for a living, just so you can tell computers where crosswalks I are. I would pay someone to level up my Destiny character. I Jacob's would right there. do yeah, that. He, he He'll would do it. Do it for free. Yeah, you probably he would right. pay you. <laughs> Please, <laughs> I want to start fresh. He could just start his own accounts. Yeah. But uh, speaking of other video games, which is a segue that I just did, uh, Death Stranding. I was yes. wondering what video oh. game you were going to mention. Yes! <laughs> so we got a little more Death Stranding uh, news, a solid chunk of gameplay. Norman Peters. Oh, shit. Just came up with that Don't one. Don't touch. Oh, Thanks. they did it. And uh, <laughs> trailers at Gamescom. Um, and I am going to have the three of you tell me as exactly as possible, what you think the full plot of Death Stranding is going to be. You want to just hot potato it? Well. <laughs> like you start, I'll, t- I'll, I'll pick yeah. up after you. Uh... I, I want it to be each of you specific so we can see who was the closest when the game yeah, Hands off out. my theory, Kovic. But one thing we did learn. <laughs> Your theory's as crappy as mine. <laughs> one thing we did learn, which is valuable, um, is that Kojima revealed that the game revolves around ghost babies. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, he Got said the main that. character, Sam, who plays Control, cares for a baby that must be comforted as he goes about his day. Kojima also revealed a character with a tragic backstory, a woman who gave birth to a baby in another world. She stays in a room so she can pretend to feed it and give it comfort. Yeah. And then we also uh, got a character trailer of Guillermo del Toro's character, um, Dead Man, Dead Dead man, man not who's not voiced well, by Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, also Die Hard Man and Heart Man. Yep, right? there's the man who dies every 23 minutes. That's, there's like yeah, bicycle. Die Hard Legs, Charlie Chaplin. That's Nicholas Winding Reference. There's yes, Bicycle sir. Repair Man. Uh, <laughs> Metal couch, Man. Oh, couch Man, cut. yeah. Fine Man. It's, uh, Dr. Wiley. It's wild. <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> um, Superman. So it's I'm, I'm going to start with you, Connor. man. <laughs> Can you tell me what you think the plot of Death Stranding is going to be start to finish? Yep. Okay. You have two minutes. like when I have to order at a restaurant first. I usually Mm. wait the extra 30 seconds. (laughs) Okay. So um, this is great because I have to pee right now. So I'm in the perfect headspace. As I understand it, Sam Bridges, who works for the Bridges Company and has a hat that says Bridges, gets this baby. It seems like it's his first because he doesn't understand how it works. He seems to be finding all these people between Jeff Keighley, Guillermo del Toro, uh, (laughs) uh, Margaret Qualley from... Uh, whatever. My Troy Baker's are, in there. Yeah, Troy Baker's in there somewhere. He's just like, they don't seem to be out in the world. He seems to find them. So he seems to be clearly going across America. Mm-hmm. Even though it looks more like Scotland. Um, and I think that <laughs> this baby is different than other babies. And maybe they don't actually die at the end of their shelf life. But they don't want people to have them for too long. Because maybe it does grow up. But they don't want to face the reality of these Objects they're using to sense BTs. Don't remember what that means. Beached Ooh, things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. Bormentitis. <laughs> the BTs are like the main bad guy. Yeah. Much. I think that 
this baby, I, I don't know, something tells me that he's going to keep it for longer than he's supposed to, and mm-hmm. he's going to find something that this is like an apocalyptic kind of scenario, it seems. And but I also think there's like some kind of like shadow government that's like keeping like giving misinformation to Norman Reedus because that feels very Kojima to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I brushed shoulders with him at E3 a couple years ago, so I've got a pretty good read on this. You'll live Excellent. forever. Yeah. yeah. I uh, have had a running theory that the baby is Norman Reedus. <gasps> oh, mm. I like that. Mm. I'm gonna. That's that's part of mine now too. I just co opt it. Yeah. You can't steal <laughs> <Thanks>. that. <laughs> All right, Adam. So the baby mm-hmm. is Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. Mm. Norman Reedus okay. is Hideo Kojima because Hideo Kojima is insane and he wants to believe that he's a movie star, awesome dude. It's also Mads Mikkelsen. So he's, he's telling he's uh, both. He wants to pretend that they're both his fathers. What's Mads's name? Oil Man. Uh, sad Man. Uh, it's actually, is it actually Sad Man? I think it's Lipman. Glenn. <laughs> Todd Peterson. Uh, okay, so the whole so, thing is a metaphor for the development so the, of Metal Gear Solid. So the government oh, is uh, Konami, right. and the BTS are the pachinko machines mm. that are cur- that are secretly running the world, and they're constantly coming after his baby. Right, and his he's baby. and he wants to work on it for just nine more months at a time, <laughs> and if he can just get to California, like the kid from The Wizard. He can deliver it, and he'll finally make an ending in there that actually makes sense. That that is what we deserve. I'm Excellent. Still, I'm very bitter on that. So far, I would vote for Connors over I Adams. I would too. Um, but I appreciate the creativity on both parts. I'm the Before inside get, gamer. Exactly. Before we get to Lawrence's, uh, yes. we do need to do another ad read. This one is from Hims. This podcast is sponsored by Hims, which is a telemedicine wellness service for men. Specifically, in this case, they'd like you to consider your hair. Is it thinning? If so, and you'd like to take action to prevent the thinning of your hair, you can do so through Hims. I've actually used the service and currently use it. Uh, I basically went onto the website. Uh, there was paired with a doctor. They asked me to send in some photos of my hairline, the front, the back, the sides. I did take it, but since I was like kind of doing this thing with my phone, it got a little blurry. They actually looked at them, said it wasn't conclusive enough to see that I had a thinning hairline, asked me to send in another photo. So some human did review it at some point. Uh, and they actually saw some thinning hairlines, which I thought I saw too. So, you know, I'm getting up there in years. I'm 35. That's about when it starts hitting. So I wanted to take proactive action to make sure I retain this lovely mane. And now I got a prescription for finasteride and I take it every day. So hopefully I will have a thick head of hair for the rest of my life all over my body. You don't see it now, but boy, it's just growing everywhere. I'm like a Sasquatch over here. Uh, if you'd like to try it out, you can get a trial month of hemp for just $5 today while supplies last. Please see the website for full details and safety information. Uh, but you can get that at 4hims.com slash dude. Once more, that's 4hims.com slash dude. Protect your lovely hair today. Thank you, hims. Okay. Rod Lawrence. and wait, rope and stick. I've been reading up a lot about this. All right. Hmm? What is the plot of Death Stranding? Let me lay it out for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Human beings are not connected anymore. Love is gone. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got combative. And that is weakened to the barrier between the realm of the living and the realm of the dead. So now the dead are walking among the living, trying to drag the living to the dead side of things, another reality. Uh, Sam, this this is like becoming a studied scientific phenomenon. So to repair the boundary between worlds, some stupid bridges company or whatever, they figure out that they have to reconnect civilization. Mm -hmm. And to do that, you have to communicate. So Sam is going around reactivating all these communication nodes so that various bastions of human civilization can actually talk to each other again. This all sounds right so far. Restoring love and peace and harmony. Um, I'm going to guess that the actual game will have some sort of combat mechanic where, like, the more you fight, the more you get beset by the, by the BTs. Mm-hmm. They the even, BTs. 
Yeah, they even had a thing where they, like, so the BB is actually connected to a, what do they call it, a dead mom? Still mother. Still, Still mother, mother, yeah. A, a mother who was dead, but then they can, like, by proxy replicate the womb so the baby still thinks yeah, she's in, in a, the womb? a coma right or, or yeah. comatose yeah. in some way so that connection to death allows sam to be able to detect the dead where are you going adam mm, i'm sorry i'm here i'm here what's up so whales yeah, uh, I, uh, halo <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I, I think the game is going to be uh in this in like the way that kojima's games when he's at his most artful are allegories for problems facing society whether that's the information society in metal gear solid 2 the privatization of the military in metal gear solid 4 I think uh, he sees a lot of conversations on the internet getting very polarizing and divisive. And I think he's making a game that's a parable for where the world will go if we cease to understand each other or empathize with each other anymore. What's Jeff Keighley's character? Well, that's a theme, not a plot. Stage man. Mm. (laughs) I don't think there is a plot. Okay, well, we have only mostly seen walking, climbing ladders, and peeing. I think it's open world traversal with like little mini plays with characters that you run into. Mm. And then once you activate all the nodes, then there might be some in-game sequence of like narrative. But I don't think it's Kojima style in the sense that you'll be sitting there watching cutscenes for hours and hours and hours as they. Oh, I definitely mm, think there'll ooh, be some fun no. cutscenes. I mean, with those actors, with that talent, but the, all the actors we've seen, they just give you their little tale of woe and then send you on your way. I don't think that. So, no, no, actually, you're right though. Because only because so Metal Gear Solid Four, which you're replaying right now, yeah, those cutscenes are Woof. two days long. At That's least. why I stopped playing that game. It drove me crazy. But that you could do that with non-union actors because <laughs> <laughs> oh, you keep them there all day. Uh, if you get keep for Sutherland, he's got to get going. So when yeah, you do yeah, Metal Gear Solid Five, yeah, he says about four words and moves on, and then okay. go. No, it makes sense of the story. No, it didn't. Um, yeah, but <clears throat> but not if it's barely that voice. Too expensive. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. He was, so he was a smoother snake. I so when you when you have all these big name actors and yeah Sony's fitting the bill you're not going to get a lot of time for reshoots mm. and so you're probably just working with what you got it actually probably makes more sense why that's more likely the reason why other voice actors are doing Guillermo del Toro's and Nicholas Winding Refn's voice because they couldn't they wouldn't be able to come back and do it so Norman Reedus is probably doing the most probably him and Troy Baker I imagine doing it's the most work it's also that potentially not good voice actors Mads Mikkelsen I think too uh, is probably like I don't, I think all the side characters you're seeing of, of Die Hard Man and uh, Mama and stuff like that, like you'll go to those areas in the world and yeah. they'll be like, "Here's my story," and then you'll give mm-hmm. you some weird anime shit to think about, and then they'll just kick Sam back into the open world and you got to go to the next thing. So I think it's going to be a series of like Japanese poems to tell you about the value of communication and empathy. I mean, we know that. Uh, BB stands for bridge baby. Yes. So that makes BB. sense with the idea that it would be yeah, like bridge bridging baby. between t- the two somehow. Like maybe it, it, they're somehow babies of both parallel worlds. Mm-hmm. Since it's connected to a dead mom, it has like, yeah. it can Still see mother. the realm of the dead, both. which allows, like, by hooking it to your weird little, like, mm-hmm. satellite dish thing, it allows you to detect the wait, BTs. Wait, so, wait, wait. BTs, whatever. So as I understand it, the BB, the bridge baby, mm-hmm. is connected to a woman that is still in the physical world. Through some kind of like bridge, if you yeah. will. Uh, but Mama has a baby that's on the other side, and mm-hmm. I'm and but she still has like she virtual, still has it. But also baby. his little um, sensor definitely reacts negatively towards it, and I'm wondering how that all works. Because yeah. like, is that how unlike that? How unlike is that baby from the uh, the one he's carrying? I guess I'm thinking a little bit too um, logistically like they're, they're about all, it. They're almost from different planes, so they should, in theory, be super different. One of them's like from a foreign, right, plane. I, the bridge baby's still alive. 
Yeah. And I guess it's connected through the mother to it's the other side. Like her psyche is there. Yeah, because it thinks it's in a because it's in a dead womb. Right. It I guess half exists in both realities because it's not, not a yeah. person yet. Yeah. Hmm. So by like feeding off of the vibes of the half dead baby. I feel like it's almost in limbo, maybe. Like it's mm-hmm. in both. If someone were to tune in halfway through this conversation, which <laughs> anime do you think they would think? It's crazy because we this game's about? not even out and we're already like, hmm. <laughs> but when I, it comes out, we're gonna do the same shit. We're gonna be like, what does it mean still? Except we'll yeah. also be very frustrated. Like, I don't know why the ladder doesn't go up and only goes down. <laughs> that's also a, a game mechanic. Like that's how you time how far out from any of those nodes you can get. Because your baby starts freaking out. Yeah. And then once it shuts down, then the BTs just get you and you have no way of knowing where they are. That's so it's probably be, like just a mechanical trigger. That yep. seems to be the divide right now, though, because a lot of people, when they made the joke at Gamescom, they're like, and here's some gameplay. And everyone's like, ha, 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 you're so funny. It's like a meme, basically. I but, like that. Coaching him and leans into yes, memes. Yes, and for every one of you, there's another person yeah. who goes, what the hell is this game? Like, what? I'm going to be so frustrated when it comes out. So I think a lot of people are either going to, I think they're going to, I, I mean, this, this is not a hot take. People, I think, are either going to love it or hate it. Because I don't think it's, my guess is all the combat is going to be in the underworld or whatever. I don't think there's going to be combat. Yeah. I think he's going to be combat. He like swings mm. at them. We've they showed you running away from Oh, he like breaks yeah. loose of things, You right? like hit him with a briefcase, but then you go into the, the underworld and you yeah. have a gun. and Well, they talk. Oh, that's right. They were like World War One sequences. Yeah. Oh, so true. I feel like that's how they're going to get away with doing combat because mm. the, the real world stuff is supposed to be touchy-feely and pee. Um, oh yeah, if you go into the realm of the dead, it makes sense that that's more combat focused. It becomes more like of a that. video game there. Oh, well, Kojima did also describe P as being a key. Oh, it's a weapon too, right? Mm. So mean, he like Norman Reedus peed and then a mushroom grew or something. Yeah, I saw that. Mushroom. Yeah, that so, so I feel like his P does something. <laughs> is it something he's drinking? So like water <laughs> is a is already like a a philosophical thing in that world. It's like what is it? Time fall. It causes yeah, things fall. to accelerate. Which I don't is super think his piss cool. is going to do that. Like though. how there's just so many. This is the thing that gets me. There are so many little lore things that I'm like, how are you going to pull all this together, dog? I mean, he you got time fall and the BBs. My, my hope is that he did the BTs. pee thing as a joke only, so people like us would go, "What does the pee mean?" And he's just going, "He's <laughs> 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 just for putting on my face." That, like, happens. <laughs> that happens in the first seven minutes, and yeah. then it's never seen again. But the milliliter yeah. keeps filling yeah. up. <laughs> it's like, how do I do this? And this walk animation <laughs> yeah. gets worse and worse as the game goes I on. And there's no stones. way to piss ever again. I mean, that actually does kind of bring to mind something I was thinking is like I don't know if it seems like maybe this is some hunch I don't know where I got it but like I don't know what fail states look like in this game like I feel like if your bridge baby doesn't work you can probably still play through it maybe but but when you die you go to that other realm yeah but they talk about that being a a place for you to collect like power ups and then come back to the world so I think I think there is a fail state and it may like it may like yank you away from where you are in the living world so it's like you, you, you're at a node, you put your dumb little dog tags in there and activate it or whatever and restore it as like a communication, I don't know. And then you're like, okay, where's the next nearest one? And you try to make your way there, you die, you go to the land of the dead, mm-hmm. you walk through, you shoot some people, you pick up some rations or whatever, and then you pop back out at the node you started at. So it's like checkpoint something. Mm-hmm. But I really doubt they're going to just dump you to a game over screen. It's, no. Like, yeah. We'll find out in a, in a year when the game comes out, right? November 8, 2019. Oh, God. I am and so I, excited. I'm excited too, but I'm not, I'm not excited be because... Clapping. I don't think any of the gameplay that I've seen looks fun at all. But I am extremely curious, and I can't wait to see how this one's reviewed. I feel like we're going to get some tens of people who are like, it was art, and it was a reflection of society. And then some that were like, I was fucking bored. So I I really enjoy transversal in Zelda. And I get a whole lot of vibes about that. Mm -hmm. How like the game is figuring out how to cross open ground of like climbing mountains, crossing rivers. Um, 
granted, Zelda had some spice on top of it, like there were enemies, uh, which I guess Death Stranding does too. So also surf on your shield. Well, Death Stranding is yeah. still supposed to be a horror Zadar. action. Zadar? It's supposed Zadar. to be horror elements. Mm. It's supposed to like the threat is still that you die in the open world, where in Zelda it's like you burn to death and you freeze to death. Also, like he always covers his mouth when the BTs are around, so mm. I wonder if it's like a heat thing, and that's maybe what piss does. <laughs> Sorry, I'm back <laughs> to maybe. It. I like assume that was puddle, it's like predators get attracted. I to assume that. that was like they could smell his breath or something because he's alive objectively. Take a mint. Who knows? I, I am excited for the conversation surrounding mouth. this game, <laughs> for everyone to talk about it and us all to like see these theories come to life. Because every time a new trailer is revealed, these conversations are really fun to me. Mm -hmm. He could keep releasing trailers, and I would continue to be like, "Yes, more short film. What is it?" Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's fascinating stuff. I don't think there will be a conclusive answer by the time the game finishes. Probably. Do you think not. it'll be standalone? Yes. Or oh, okay. I Did he already say that? Could Demon doesn't be. strike me as somebody who really enjoys doing sequels. It seems like he kind of gets pushed into it because they become commercial successes. Yeah, I don't think they said that, but I do know that uh, it was this like recently resurfaced because Sony took it off of their PS4 exclusives page. Sorry. It was announced as a game that would eventually come to PC. And everyone's just sort of forgotten oh. about that. Ray tracing! Yeah. <laughs> so they said it would be PS4 and then PC eventually. And, mm. you know, a lot of people are like, well, but how would that work when it's Gorilla's engine, the Decima engine? Because mm. Sony owns that engine technically. But, right. yeah, they did announce it as a game that was coming to PC. So mm. also when, worth noting. When will it be on Vita? It already is. Thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just nobody plays that anymore. So, uh, <laughs> all right, you can only use together. you can only use the touchpad on the back to control it. Right? You have to make a suit of Vitas, screens facing inward. <laughs> and once every part of your flesh is covered with Vitas, you jump will be off a building. Then you have to oh. pee on it. Yeah, oh. <laughs> it has to be the original OLED model. It can't be that new no, garbage no. one. If only one is the new trash one, you are out. It will short out, fry you. <laughs> yeah. uh, so for other cool Gamescom announcements, I mean there were plenty, um, but Cyberpunk is coming to Google Stadia. Uh, Stadia? Stadia? How much ray tracing is it going to have? Didn't expect that. Yeah, I guess uh, it's whatever the, the the computer can do back yeah. at the uh, the old computing base. Yeah. yeah. What a ray tracing, actually. Well, it's a, a cloud. Yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure it will be like peak PC performance. I'm, I'm actually curious to see a Stadia version versus like a PS4 mm. version of how yeah. the game runs and looks. That That is something that interests me. Because then yeah. if it plays better and looks better to somebody, then they can go, well, man. Eh. This makes more sense to me. Mm -hmm. I doubt, I, I don't know. I think it's for psychopaths, but. Uh, <laughs> I think if you're in a major urban center, you have like quality internet. Like Stadia versus next gen will act, mm. could actually be an interesting call. Um, but Stadia doesn't have all the games that a next gen console would have yet. So, and they keep just, they keep rolling out these partnerships. No exclusives. They yeah. did announce an exclusive, which is Guilt. Uh, made oh. by Tequila Works, who made Rhyme. Oh, oh right, yeah. All it's right. a pretty great studio, right. but haven't made any, like, huge games. So, okay, okay, yeah. Never mind. I, I think was... that was just announced at their press conference. So. It's no Death Stranding. It is no Death Stranding, that's true. Get wrecked, Google Stadia. Um, <laughs> another uh, big piece of news, which we don't need to linger on, is uh, PlayStation officially, or Sony officially, acquired Insomniac, <gasps> which is their first studio acquisition in eight years. The last one was uh, Sucker Punch. Um, oh, that's right. Jesus. With, uh, Those Infamous were two studios two. that got mixed up with each other. Insomniac and Sucker Punch? Yeah. yeah. Because one made... Insomniac, um, Sucker Punch, and Naughty Dog are like the, the trinity that kind of Because one made Insomniac them. and the other one made... Uh, I'm not Insomniac. I'm sorry. What's Infamous? the game? Infamous? 
Infamous. Infamous. That's what I'm sorry. Yeah. What I said. Yeah, I think Infomniac? it was it was 2011 Infomniac. when they bought them. <laughs> I got like <laughs> Kill Zone. No, you said it. You said it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're they're all. They've oh yeah, it was, it was Prototype and Infamous were the ones like everyone got right. Mixed up prototype with each other. was Activision. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there were like games that came out around the same time. You're like, oh yeah, they were the same shit. <laughs> kind of like you were a lot slower in Infamous, but for, I don't know. I love Infamous. Had, like Second Zone was dope. Infamous. Foghorn Leghorn yelling at you over your intercom every two minutes. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Cole McGrath. Cole, not Cody. Coolest dude ever. Yeah. Cole is a great protagonist. Thing. Like this it was pretty cool. Lightning hands. What if I were good but bad at the same time? I can choose. Like some kind of hero, but anti against that sort of idea. <laughs> what if there was a leader or something? I don't want to commit all the way. <laughs> I'm like uh, bad, but not bad, bad. <laughs> Cole. I liked Prototype because he was bad. Yeah, he's yeah, the villain in the second game. You were just game. the bad guy. It was yeah. great. And you yeah, you go around eating people during a boss fight. Are Hell you yeah. really helping them, Alex? Are you? Yeah. I have and a I'm jacket from Prototype 2, except now the zipper just pops open. That thing no weighed reason. 85 pounds. Yeah, it's like cool. very heavy. That was the first game that I got a thousand game score on. Sick. Prototype. Wow. Nice. It was very easy. Never played it. It's good fun. It's okay. Infamous is also good. Though. Getting mixed reviews on Prototype. And then Saints Row 4 also plays like both of those games, but on crack. Yep. With the Take big, your pick, Connor. With the big dick bad, right? Get out of hell. I played some of Saints Row 4. All right. Two and three are the best ones. I did not play Man, those. Hot takes raining from <laughs> the yeah. sky. Two, uh, I think two is still probably the best one. Some other cool games come stuff real quick. Uh, this one's just for me. Little Nightmares 2 got announced. I really mm -hmm. liked the first oh, game. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted uh, to share that. That game is awesome. Is that co-op? It seemed from the trailer. The first like, one, first one wasn't. I don't know. Maybe no, the, the first one wasn't. I played. You're the first thinking one. of Yarny, you idiot. Yarny yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too. Classic is, indie is darling from EA. Basically, evil Yarny. Yeah. So no. it's um, Tim Burton's uh, Yarny. No, I, I played Little Nightmares, but the second one looks like co-op. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think I see there play. seems to be another child. Seems like okay. based on the thing. mechanics of the first game, that could actually get infuriating. Yeah, because there was so much like jump, crawl, climb through these things while something's stalking you. Yeah, so if somebody falls behind and they get. Dead? Does that mean you have to start over? I'm sure they. Think it's probably a revival. Well, I'm gonna like bash your friend over the head with a controller because they can't make this jump for the 18th time because some hideous knife stab monsters coming after you. Well, also that was like one of my problems with Little Nightmares was the perspective mm. in the like sort of 3-2-D. Like I, I would remember like, that that lost bit where it looks like Spirited Away where all the pigs are eating and you're like running between them. The perspective yeah. on that was yes. ridiculous. Yeah, I was just constantly like misjudging where I was yeah. on the platform. Yeah. Well, hopefully they fix that in the second game, which might it, be co-op. We're not sure. Art of the four mechanics always. Yeah, classic can, Lawrence. Can I can I throw out the the little little gem Nightmare? of Gamescom that no one's talking about? Yeah. Elgato made a capture card that can capture at 240 frames a second. Where Damn. can you watch it? Nowhere. What? Uh, yeah, can an HDMI cord even do that? It could uh, capture that Ang Lee movie that played at 120 FPS. Oh, really? Really, something's halftime whatever. We, we yeah. created a capture card specifically to pirate <laughs> Ang Lee's <laughs> <laughs> Finally! Ang Lee's Elgato. It, it was like 1080p, 240, and then like uh, you can capture 100, uh, you do 1440p, 144 frames. That's cool. Which Congrats, I, Adam. You can do that already. For you. Wait, no, you can't. No, no, no you can't. It can't yeah, capture right. at 14, that. 1440, 60 is what it I is. just, I, I'm only excited about that because that means will YouTube or Twitch or somebody yeah, start supporting. Yeah, because 60 is basically the highest hertz yeah. it goes, right? I'd be, I'm curious to see if people start supporting 120 frames or 144 frames video somewhere because that's going to be expensive. Yeah. I streamed to three right. platforms in 4K the other night. Like, I was streaming simultaneously oh, on Mixed Twitch and YouTube Tech 4K. Queen. And uh, my ISP assumed something was wrong and then <laughs> destroyed my internet. Nice. <laughs> it was like, it lasted like an hour and a half of beautiful 4K. And then they were like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. 
Because it's like 40 megabit per stream, right? Yeah. <laughs> Picturing yeah. like a paper got printed out in like an underground base and got rushed down a hallway and someone it was slammed just it on an a desk and they like, point. you're going to want to see this, sir. <laughs> cancel, cancel. He's root around and find his reading yeah. glasses. <laughs> Definitely destroyed my streams. Call the president. Call the president of the internet. Slaps a big red button. That's illegal. He goes, the 4K is going out. <laughs> That's far too many Ks. It's, it's from inside the apartment. <laughs> Sir, there hasn't been a 4K here in 50 years. <laughs> and then I got arrested. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Fun police. Uh, oh. Yeah, Matrix is a thing. Yeah. Uh, Together. The people are excited about. Uh, Witcher 3, people have been playing that on Switch, and supposedly it's actually pretty solid, and not a God lot damn. of frame rate drops. And uh, a bunch of people played the Avengers game, which is their first time playing it. And They uh, watched. No, they've actually played it now. He was making a joke. It's a joke. About the non-interactive nature. Oh, it's not a fun it. game to play. Oh. And that you watch it as though it were a movie. Like Dang. the Kojima game. Oh, it's, it's like, I think you, you played the same way that kid played that Connect Star Wars demo. When he went, yeah. And then, <laughs> but he was basically just mimicking what was happening on screen. I don't know. That was I remember watching it. Just the, all the stuff we've seen seems like extremely pre-rendered, but I want to see what happens when you like get into an open that's, world. Well, that's I don't why know if that I read exists. the previews. It's all the like prologue. It, it gives you a little more information. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's I the mean, tutorial where you run down a hallway and then a piece of rock falls. You have to crouch and then three dudes run up and they're like, use your grenade and you have to right bumper. Yeah. It, so skeptical. The demo takes place just on the bridge, right? On the on San whole game is on yeah, the bridge. Yeah, that's it. Two minutes. Beginning that, it's one jet. It's actually the bridge. Yeah, the bridge falls down and then Iron Man's like, man, remember when we were on that bridge and then it waves and starts over. Ha ha, shawarma. And credits. That post credit sequence. It's just the bridge again. Well, it's Nick Fury, and he's like, I'm putting a team together. Like, We're already together. And he goes, Oh, and he eats shawarma. <laughs> yeah. But it, it looks like yeah. David Hasselhoff. I just bleeped out because I can't do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Before we wrap up today's Dude Soup, I did have to hear from another sponsor of this podcast, which is Bespoke Post. Take your summer to a whole other level and upgrade your life with new seasonal box of awesome collections from Bespoke Post. Bespoke Post is a brand that sends you monthly boxes full of uniquely cool products, and they've got you covered this summer. From grooming goods to barware, cooking tools, and outdoor gear, Box of Awesome has carefully built collections for every part of your life. I had a look through the website recently, and I particularly love their Cannonball box right now. If I had a pool, I would be all over this. It has this inflatable dragon tube. that is It's literally an inflatable dragon that you can float in a pool in. It's very cool. And then little inflatable dragon drink holders that have fire coming out of their mouths so that when you're floating, you can also keep your drinks floating next to you in the pool, and that is the best. Uh, it also comes with a cool silicone cup and some frozen pop molds. Hell yeah. So if you want to get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com and your answers will help them pick the right box of awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories and it's free to sign up. Plus you can skip a month or cancel anytime you like. Each box costs only 45 bucks but has over $70 worth of gear inside. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code DUDE at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code DUDE for 20% off your first box. Should I go get the knives? Uh, I guess, yeah. They keep sending us knives. Really? Yeah. Careful. <laughs> so, to wrap up. Got some uh, things to cut. Today's episode? <laughs> Got <knives>. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I did want to share some, some channel stuff. So, we're currently, a bunch of games are coming out right now. So, we're trying to push them out for relevancy. So, um, we've We're got, getting the games out? Yeah. We're, we're releasing it. the games. Now, we're trying to get gameplays up for relevancy. So, we've got... Control, Man of Madden that nobody knows how to pronounce, um, and also should have Blair Witch 
So all of these games are coming out. We'll make content around them. It's very exciting. Somehow the end of August got very packed. Um, not exactly sure what our release schedule for those will be, but we thought we'd check because people have been asking if we're going to be playing them. Mm. And then Thursday morning at 11 a.m., so I guess this will already have happened if you're watching this on YouTube. What time does it go up? 6 a.m. Okay, it will not Pacific. have. There's a hot window there where this is relevant. Yeah, uh, yeah. 11 to 11.30 a.m. PT on Thursday. We'll be doing our first of hopefully a bunch of first exclusives. So that's Rooster Teeth first member exclusive Q&A streams. Um, so you can come hang out with us on the Rooster Teeth website. We'll answer a bunch of questions, hang out. It will kind of be like the post show used to be uh, for people who saw that. We'll, we'll share some fan art. And I was going to say, uh, if you're watching on the Rooster Teeth website, leave comments below this video uh, if you have any questions, and we'll throw those into a document so we can start doing a kind of more relaxed Q&A, less open house comments show, more just genuinely chatting with yeah, you guys. So, yeah. Don your internet armor because I want this to be combat. No. I want I want to I want to out respawn respawn when if it I don't comes call one of you chuck a fucks an ass hat by the end of it, it's a failure. Yeah. You bunch of freeloaders. Wait, no you're not. Hit us with your hardest most probative rooster teeth questions. <laughs> Literally the opposite of a freeloader. You're qualified Thank to you answer subscription. <laughs> yeah, so if you're not a first member yeah, sign up to that on your roosterteeth.com, <laughs> I think. But not paying enough. <laughs> Is there some kind of double first? Actually, I think there might be. Uh, and then also, yeah. a quick little shout out. I think there's a video coming out this weekend. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Siberia. What? Part two. Really? I think so. Cool. I, made the, I made the thumbnail. I hope that you're right about that. Otherwise, yeah. that would be disappointing for everyone. Yeah. Also, it's... I'm going to tentatively, tentatively say we're, we're in the process of planning the Drunk Super Mario Maker stream for this Friday. Holy crap. That's right. However... I'm on call for jury duty this week. <laughs> so uh, Guilty. Yes. He did it. I mean, I will absolutely say whoever's guilty that I have to, but every night I'm checking and they keep saying I don't have to report in. But if I do, I mean, I'm not letting these people drink without me. So Maybe we could do like a B-plot where you're drunk at the courthouse hey, and like we that. have like a live feed. GoPro. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. That's that's a lot on court. <laughs> also, yeah. just to tease it out, because um, it will happen eventually, even if it doesn't happen this Friday, but I, I plan to make this the world's first Super Mario Maker White Claw Play. So look forward to that. Well, now people are going to steal our idea. Lawrence. No, they're not. They got two days. Well, there's all kinds of hard seltzers they it's can so do. It's so easy the to get that one. And and yeah. Bush, Bone, and, and Viv. Your Natty, your Natty Light hard seltzers. Well, are you making these up? No, I'm oh. not. One looks, these are, these are real drinks that yeah. college you can also kids just have mix the first LaCroix time. and vodka if you really want it. Uh, no, yeah. Or you can add vodka too, a truly, and then you're really, or you're really in the lab. Just <laughs> shake up a vodka. Mm -hmm. And drink that. Yeah, just I, a vodka too. Just a vodka. <laughs> I'd like a vodka, yeah. sir. I Can I get a that. can of vodka? Ugh. If the bottle's plastic, more the better. <laughs> New. Yeah, New. if it's got the handle built in. Yeah. Yeah. I got, shotgun. Shotgun. <laughs> I got my friend Pap off and Pap off number two. Oh boy. <laughs> like drinking a pencil. <laughs> but uh, that's yeah, that's basically just some exciting stuff that we wanted to announce that I guess we got carried away with because we don't know if the drunk stream's happening, but hopefully it does. Fingers crossed. Or yep. maybe you'll have a great State time in the to decide. Mm. Yeah, I guess so. It's we yeah, I, we won't be able to tell people for sure until until Thursday, Thursday night at 7 night. p.m. Excellent. But you found out first. Maybe. Members sort or, of. I don't know. I'm just trying. <laughs> it's going to be a wacky. Kind I'm, of found out first. I I I tentatively planning tentatively. There's going to be a side camera hall of mysteries. So look forward to that. Like a Excellent. dark hole that you put in and you're just touching spaghetti Something but it's similar. Brains. Yeah, like or skinned grapes like it's eyeballs. <laughs> But better, I think. I still have to come up with what exactly that means, but I've ordered the necessary items off of Amazon, and the website promised me they'll be arriving in time. I wish I could look through your order history, Lawrence. Oh, it's, my mm. recommended items are weird. Very, On very Amazon? weird. Yeah. 
They, mm. I feel I like having this job because I feel like big data can't really get a fix on me. <laughs> I guess I, I ordered some cosplay stuff on eBay once and I, I don't know, the internet community discovered that my eBay order history was public and someone was like, if you're going to order sex stuff on eBay, you should probably make it private. And I was like, that's just a corset for cosplay purposes. <laughs> but it could also be sex. <laughs> of it could have been, sex. but it they wasn't. into a heated uh, bidding war with a perfect butt plug. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But it you was for cosplay purposes. You. There are many butt plugs, but this one is mine. This yeah. one's perfect. Well, also, it is mine now. It is a used one. It's but. a Junji Ito short story. Uh, I feel like Big Data could very well be Jeff Keighley's character's name. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Death Stranding. That's where you go get, He's a Luden's fan who dances. That's all we know about Just him, right? And, the and he's voiced by Matt Mercer, I believe. Wait, it's not, but it's not his voice? No. Really? I thought no. they were doing mocap by other people, but the voices of his friends. I mean, Gilmore's not using his voice. It's yeah. somebody else. It's too busy. So. Yeah. Well, I also think that they maybe aren't like antlers. voice actors. Like yeah. Kojima's pretty serious Looks about supposed to look cool. yeah. acting and shit, so it makes sense. Sorry, we'll talk about a million things all day. All right, but I think plus. that ends it for this episode of Dude Soup. Thank you all for watching, and we will see you next week or otherwise on the channel because you probably watch more than just Dude Soup. That's a lie. It's like Inside Gaming. Yeah. I will throw this at you. <laughs> <laughs> You're on that show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everybody.